Christmas package? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Huh>? <laughs> We're rolling. We're rolling? Yeah. See me rolling. Honestly, I'm, I'm going to go back home and eat after we get onto this podcast. Actually, probably a few hours, but I have a lot of meat to cook. Mm. I have a lot Ooh. of meat to cook. I'm probably going to make some of the... The Hop Dotty Patties are my favorite. If you guys don't know what the Hop Dotty Patties are, they're from Piedmontese. They are these 75-25 patties. <laughs> they're so good I make them like Flying Dutchman so I'll put some cheese on top of it patty cheese patty and I go to town you got some sort of specialty cheese what's mm-hmm. your what's your flavor cheddar just cheddar oh, I think mm-hmm. In-N-Out also uses cheddar mm-hmm. uh, or are they American I think they're American cheese American cheese yeah I, I don't know the differences uh, <laughs> American cheese has like a <laughs> me neither <laughs> What's the difference between the cheeses? One's yellow and the other one's orangey? No. Because they can both be both colors. Mm-hmm. 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 Which one's the one that has holes in it? That's Swiss. That is still yellowy, though. Swiss is white. It can be. It can be a little. Swiss is still also? Uh, Swiss is... Uh, it it's it it's usually white. It's, yeah, it's usually, usually white. Yeah. It's usually pretty white. It might be able to have a yellow tint to it, but yeah. But when I see Swiss, it has like little holes. Mm-hmm. No, you might be thinking of Munster cheese. That's kind of like yellowish orangey. It could be. I've never heard of it. It's pretty good. Munster cheese is like Munster cheese is somewhere. It lies somewhere between cheddar cheese and uh, American cheese. You getting a heart attack? I started thinking of trypophobia. Like I, I think I have trypophobia. I know I do. Um, but I don't get it with Swiss cheese. Though. I know, but like I just started going down the whole rabbit hole in my mind. You know what trypophobia is? Yeah, yeah like that. Don't say it. Don't say it. <laughs> if, if you're gonna say it, I gotta clo- close my ears. It has like it's like all these little tiny holes. Yeah, in succession. But Mark, Mark has the perfect one, and it makes me like almost throw up every time. Wait, what is it? Go ahead. <laughs> what is it? He had, he had to go for cover. Yeah. Over there. What is it's it? the frog. Ah, I heard it. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. I've, I've seen that. I've seen that. Those yeah. are disgusting. That, that oh will, fuck. That will mess me up. It's weird. Like I get these. Like the hairs on my back start coming up. Like I'm not even. It's disgusting. It's so odd. Ah. You want to tell the people how they can get this meat? Yeah. <laughs> meat that has no weird holes in it. Not going to give you trypophobia? No trypophobia. Ooh. Just awesome high protein, low fat or high fat meat. Uh, deliciously tender and amazing uh, over at Piedmontese.com. That's P-I-E-D-M-O-N-T-E-S-E.com at checkout. Enter promo code POWERPROJECT for 25% off your entire order i'm still freaking out yeah and uh if your order is a hundred and fifty dollars or more you get free two-day shipping again piedmontese.com promo code power project links to them down in the description as well as the podcast show notes we'll get through guys uh, we'll get through afraid you guys being afraid of these holes makes me kind of (laughs) wonder it's just multiple holes just like yeah you know in a group oh what about something like a cream pie can you handle that cream pies uh, like actual cream pies i've never had one are we wait what are we talking about we were talking about real cream pies like well, a donut that's got the cream coming out of it yeah oh yeah no that's, i've had a cream donut cream filled donut yes yeah. i don't like those either but not because of the trypophobia mm. all right but pause real talk though are <laughs> now outside of the sexual thing are cream pies really a thing yeah uh-huh. <laughs> i didn't i really thought that the only We're going to make some today in SEMA. <laughs> <laughs> we just had a very important episode about... Remember when, Tony, remember when Tony Huge was on and he's like... I, don't, I just like... He started talking about porn. 
And then I was just like, well, I don't know. Like, what's your favorite kind of porn? Oh, it's like yeah. cream pie. Like <laughs> right away, he was just like, boom. I don't remember. What the hell? He got so excited. His <laughs> eyes lit up. That's how I remember. I was like, whoa, okay. He knows uh, he, <laughs> he knows what he likes. I just remember him talking about working out with like the hottest porn star in Thailand or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like, oh, she's so hot. Like he's freaking out. It's like, mm. <laughs> yeah. Like, it, it, I mean, I saw. You, we were talking about. We saw the picture. We were just like, mm. yeah. I, I felt the same way, but <laughs> yeah, she's their own. California six, uh, something like that. That's rough. That's, that's high praise. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> California. Who are oh we to judge? God. He's having a good time. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. he's our and he's our boy. So we got to be happy for living him. Living his right? life. Living his Best. life. Mm. I don't know. Can you live your best life possible, though, during the holidays? I think so. I think so, too. Definitely. As long as you don't have any Swiss cheese in there. So, right, you got to you know, there's brother. The thing <laughs> about it, okay, so if it was just like a block of Swiss cheese with more holes, but you couldn't see the other side where those holes ended up, you don't know if there's bugs crawling in and out of mm. those holes, okay? That's where it gets... That's true. But on a slice, you can see it's like, oh, straight through. Mm. Like a straw's not going to fuck me up. <laughs> you don't have this like is you don't sh- feel uncomfortable when you see like mark's holes? not uncomfortable with anything is a straw only one hole oh we're going down this rabbit <laughs> hole again aren't we nope. uh, i remember the poll we put out on youtube and people had some very complex answers yeah no a straw is one hole i mean does it depend on how long it is <laughs> yeah it's one hole okay how about this what if <laughs> yes. what if we're talking about like a giant a giant pipe right and the pipe goes from california to nevada there's a hole on the Nevada side and there's a hole on the California mm-hmm. side, right? No. Or is it just one hole that runs through both states? It's one long <laughs> hole that runs through both states. Because when you're, when you're inside, yeah, when you're inside the tunnel or hole, mm-hmm. is it two tunnels? Can you put uh, no. more than one thing in, into these <laughs> holes? Yes, you can put more than one thing into this hole slash tunnel, mm-hmm. just like in a straw. If you wanted to, there could be two different mm. liquids. Think of mixed slushies. Two areas of penetration would equal two holes. Right. Right? Like your nostrils? Yeah, there are two holes. There's two holes. Wait. But it's all part it's of one canal. thing. It's a canal. Mm. Mm. The, 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 but okay. can, the two pick, ends of penetration makes pick, a lot of sense. Yeah, the penetration. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Pause. Wait. What are you talking about two ends of penetration? Because... <laughs> Wait, are we talking? Wait, yes. have we switched subjects? No, we have not. No, because <laughs> okay. if it's a, it's a, we'll just call it a tube cylinder. Yes. Okay. Hum, it's here's the tube. Mm-hmm. You could <laughs> penetrate on this side, and you can penetrate on this side. Yeah, like mm. the like the Chinese finger. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. Like the finger yeah. trap. Yes. Chinese finger trap. Yeah. So if you can, can it just be called a finger trap, guys? You're right. I'm yes. sorry. Seriously, the finger trap. I'm just, don't. <laughs> when I was a kid, it was. <laughs> God dang it. <laughs> yeah, it was blah blah handcuffs, right? <laughs> oh, so, man. how many holes are needed to pen- to be penetrated? Mm. Like, how do you you have to have at least one, right? Yes. The thing the the finger trap mm-hmm. is a one hole <laughs> item. It has one hole that you can stick both your fingers in. Just like if a straw was big enough, you could stick both your fingers <laughs> in the one hole of the straw. Mm. Just like this right here. My pinky can't fit, but this is one hole. It is not two holes. Because it's too thin. It's a, no, no, know, no, 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 no. We can't, we, we can't add a, a, like how size. Many, how many circles does a straw have? It has one <sighs> long circle. So on, okay, okay. 
Or it's more of a cylinder. It's a little about this. We need like Neil deGrasse Tyson yeah. or something like that. We really that. do. Because he'll bring us some space shit. Yeah, mm. we need somebody that's uh, definitely smarter than the three of us. Well, when was the last time you talked to Elon? Yeah, we got to call him up. He, I, he's got a new phone, Elon. He's he working does? on a, the Pi phone. Have you guys heard about mm-hmm. it? No, are you joking? No, I'm serious. serious, yeah. He'd be doing the most trolly shit. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I guess like it, ha- it It stems from like this rumored beef that he had with uh, Apple. And uh, Apple's been trying to make like a car. <laughs> and he's been trying to make like a phone. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Andrew, can you look this shit up? I will, yeah. Do we have a model or, yet? Or? Um, I don't know. I, I don't know how. T- I mean, I saw it on YouTube. So I don't know how true it is. But true. it looks like it's, it looks like they had a lot of information about it. If Elon Musk gets into the phone game, he will destroy. The oh, phone. It's pronounced Pi, like P-I, P-I yeah. phone. I'm yeah. stupid. Like three, yeah, three point one. No, but he's still clowning on people. Yeah. Um. So I guess what it's supposed to do, it's supposed to be linked to Starlink, which is his internet service thingy, which I actually have it at my house because I live in the boondocks, and it's perfect for people that kind of live in the middle of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Um. So they're talking about it being connected to like travel to Mars and stuff like that. Like that's his whole. He's got this whole Mars colony thing, you know, planned out a lot more than people might think. He doesn't yeah. just have like a rocket that's going there. Will it have iMessage though? <laughs> Pi message. Yeah, I don't I don't know uh all the features, but it sounded like the phone might be able to um be like a I don't know the correct word, so I'll say beacon. <laughs> it be it, it can be like its own like Wi-Fi thingy. Mm, like a be, hotspot. Yeah, it'll be like a hotspot, so where oh, it will uh, always be fairly accurate. They're also talking about, yeah, they're talking about the Neuralink as well, and how you know it could be connected to some of the stuff with Neuralink, and Neuralink is uh, the stuff for neurodegenerative diseases, um, the chip that you can put in your brain that will probably be utilized for evil rather than good, mm-hmm. but uh, you know, we'll see what happens with all that stuff. I feel like it'll do a lot of good before it reaches evil, because for, for yeah. neurodegenerative oh, diseases, like, that's going to be amazing, but once it comes to like, if we have the ability to, to have Neuralink, like let's say if like it does allow you to load things quick, because I remember, I think it was his interview with Rogan, mm-hmm. yeah, where he was like, we won't have to communicate by talking anymore. We it's just wild. look at each other, and our words, like, mm-hmm. I wonder about that. I also wonder if there's something beyond words that we can like somehow speak to each other because like words, words are very limiting. I heard somebody the other day say, uh, "You're only as good as your communication skills." Yes. And I thought about mm-hmm. that more. I was like, "Oh my god! Like that is fucking crazy. That mm-hmm. is so wild that that is how well you can articulate yourself through writing or through speech." And even the most articulate person still can't explain a lot of stuff because we're limited by the words. And then being someone that's traveled a little bit, I haven't traveled a ton. I haven't been to like a bunch of different countries where they speak different languages, but I've been to a few. And they'll sometimes reference something and they're like, oh, that means this. And they're like, we don't even have an equivalent to that. That's interesting. We don't have a word that represents uh, this like phrase that you just said. Uh, so it's really interesting. I mean, I, I wonder... I wonder what all that's going to bring us. It'd be interesting shit. More just, emojis. Yeah. But just think about how difficult it is for like many people talk about like how uh, us as men, we're not as good at talking about mm-hmm. our emotions. But just think about like how difficult it is when you really are trying to voice to someone how you may feel about something and you're just trying to find the words for it. What if there's going to be an 
more interesting way for you to be able to communicate that in uh, uh, just a deeper understanding. You know what I mean? Yeah, I wonder without like being offensive because if if so, if you so if someone came to you and they mm-hmm. went to say like, "Hey, good morning," and like you were like clearly like a little grumpy, and if you said, "Oh, I'm sorry, I'm just kind of in a bad mood." I might be kind of offended by it, especially if it's like a relationship thing. People get, they're like, well, that's, and then they're trying to get you out of the mood, but maybe it could be something to where, uh, I don't know, like you send out a message or signal that your energy is low, you know, like my energy is low and it's like, oh, okay, well, just, I'll give him a minute and then he'll, his energy will be up later on after he goes for a walk or maybe after he does jujitsu and he'll be good to go and he'll be down to like hang out or podcast. Yeah. I mean, we, we don't have that exactly, but like if my wife had access to like what my Garmin watch tells me, she could see like, oh, this. Oh, your body battery. Yeah, yeah, you're you're tired and you're stressed the fuck out. Like, okay, maybe maybe I shouldn't like you know I don't get on his case about like throwing the trash out or something. Like you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. maybe it can help pad some of that, like uh, or soften some of that. Uh, like so you can see when your body battery's high, you better take out the fucking garbage. Yeah, <laughs> and right. I can't like bullshit about it either. <laughs> you know what? We we did have a topic we were going to talk about, and maybe we still will talk about it, but. No, I'm a little bit curious about you two. I mean, you Uh-oh. you've been in a long relationship, mm-hmm. like what? How many years? It's yeah, almost as it'll be ten years. Ten years, mm-hmm. right? Damn, bro! Hey, and ten years of lifting. We got a lot to celebrate coming I know. up. Is well, that like around well, the same time? There, so when I got divorced, it was like I got to get in shape so I can find somebody. Oh. And then I'm like, oh, she does CrossFit. I need to get in shape. And it's like um. good excuse to go hang out, right? Mm-hmm. So that's how it happened. Okay. Yeah. And, Damn, bro. I know. And you're more than two decades with Andy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Have you, have either of you guys had, uh, had any type of issues with potentially sharing your deep emotions or voicing that to your partners? Or has that, cause like the thing I hear from a lot of men and the thing I did have a problem in the past with was like sharing with my partner how I may have felt about something because I felt uncomfortable sharing that with them. Mm. And those would be more so things that maybe me and a homie would talk about and maybe we'd have discussions about like because dudes feel like they have problems with that i know i did Mm. but how about you guys you know for me i was lucky to have uh parents that communicated well and i never really saw instances just making sure this is totally accurate i never really saw instances or recall any instances where my dad was um like some some men and some dads will act weird where you feel like you're uh, walking on eggshells type of thing. Yeah. Where they're just like kind of pissed and you're not really sure what's going on. My dad had his moments where, of course, he was frustrated with this or that. And we we're like, oh, shit, I better clean up my room. I better be a good kid. I better like, you know, I don't pretend I have my shit together in case he asked me or something like that. You know, uh-huh. he had his moments where he's like frustrated with stuff. But it was it was clear. He was either like in an amazing mood or maybe he was a little bit uh, grumpy from work or just pissed that he had to deal with us when he got home from work. Mm -hmm. And so my dad, um, while, you know, I have normal, like normal conversations uh, when I would call my house, when I was older and left my house and I would call and I'd talk to my mom for 90 minutes, we'd be yapping away. She'd be yapping away mostly. And then uh, she'd say, okay, here's your father. And I say, Hey dad, how's it going? He's like, good. He's like, how are you? I'm like, good. He's like, all right, here's your mom. (laughs) You know, so we didn't really like express like, oh, I love you. Or like, you know, it wasn't like a a lot of that kind of thing. But um, I didn't, he wasn't hard to read. I didn't have a problem reading him. So for me in my relationship, 
um, there might have been times early on where something would because ha- I think as men you f- you feel um, you're kind of mad at yourself you know when if you get like I know for me if I get jealous of somebody I'm sort of frustrated with myself I'm like dude come on why mm-hmm. are you jealous about this or that or um, so when you are in a relationship early on and your significant other talks to another person god forbid <laughs> uh, dances on a dance floor with another person or a- anything like that you don't know how to react normally because you really maybe haven't been in those positions before. And maybe you never had someone that you really cared about to where you were sweating it. Maybe you were never in a big relationship before, a long-term relationship. Mm-hmm. And then so you got to like, but I think as men, we're like, we're very irrational. You're like, okay, well, what what are the limitations of some of this? Like your your significant other can't talk to anybody else at all. Like, you know, they, they can't tap someone on the shoulder when they're communicating with them or they can't laugh or smile or, or say a foul joke or something like, you know, so a lot of those things had to be worked out. But my wife would recognize that I would normally, for myself, I would normally get quiet for a bit and then I was usually fine. I just had to like work it out in my own head because it was me in my own head having my own problems. It didn't really have anything to do with her. She wasn't doing anything wrong. Mm-hmm. She was being herself. My wife is uh, very animated. She talk, She likes to talk a lot. She's flirtatious. She's happy. She's excited. And I don't want to deflate any of that, really. Like yeah. I, don't want, I don't want that side of her to like die off. It's what you fell in love with. Yeah, it's what I mm-hmm. fell in love with. Exactly. So I don't want to sit there and be like, you can't act this way. Mm-hmm. If that was the case, then I would be better off just looking for somebody else that acts a different way or mm-hmm. has a different type of personality. Mm-hmm. Quick question. Quick question about that. You you mentioned that when, like, because, like, for me, it was a very similar thing when I was in certain relationships. Like, when I, and even nowadays, when I, when I feel some type of, like, jealousy or something negative, I'm going to go into my head and think about why I'm feeling this and try to analyze it and try to rationalize it. And I might go into myself a little bit. And sometimes it'd be like, why are you doing that? Tell me how you feel. I'm like, give me a second. Like, like, just give me a second. Did she ever, was there ever an issue with you not voicing how you felt in the moment? Because what I've found is like, and, and uh, like for what I've been talking to recently, I've had discussions about this. And if, if it's communicated like, hey, I'm feeling something, but let me think this through because this is how I, if that's communicated that this is the way you think things through, Mm -hmm. it's a little bit easier. But when that's not communicated, (laughs) they think that you don't want to share your emotions with them. I'm wondering if either of you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you're, you're like guarded and they want you to like open up to them and they're maybe even kind of hoping that like you're one of the few people they, that they, that you do open up to Mm -hmm. since you are Mm -hmm. in a relationship. So I definitely think that's a factor. I mean, think about it as a guy, you know, if a girl was getting real quiet and it seemed like she wasn't having a good time, you'd be like, what's up? Yeah. What's up? Like I, cause I think, I don't know how it is from the women's side, but I know from the men's side, like you, a lot of times you do want to like fix things. You want to make things better. You want to make sure they have a good time, make sure they laugh, make yeah. sure like, not that everything's perfect, but just make sure that like shit's good. So if we got that treatment our way, we would probably really be flipping out. We'd probably be really uh, like worried or concerned. But I do remember my wife telling me that she would be frustrated if I got really quiet. She's like, it's kind of the worst thing you can do. Mm-hmm. So, she, so she was just like, maybe like, how about we just sometimes give it some time, but let's talk things through. And then just, I think a lot of couples have this kind of rule, like don't, 
don't go to bed angry type of thing. Like let's mm-hmm. let's talk it over the best that we can. Maybe you can't resolve everything in in one uh, in one night or something, and you got to talk it through more in the morning. But <clears throat> just try not to have those like uh, bad feelings. But I remember her telling me that her stepfather would get real quiet and he would be kind of grumpy. And so she's just like, just, she's like, let's just figure out a way to avoid that. Cause I'd never liked that feeling. Cause I always felt like I was doing something wrong, even though I wasn't doing anything wrong. So we, we worked through that. And the only way to work through that is to, is to talk about it. So I would just, I would say, okay, uh, rather than even telling her, like, I need a couple minutes, I would actually just tell her what bothered me. And I would say, I don't even really, I don't know why this seems so, I'm embarrassed to say this, but uh, I kind of felt like you were flirting with that other guy, you know? And she'd be like, what? Like, oh my God. Like, and maybe, who knows? Maybe that was my interpretation of it. Maybe she has a different interpretation of it. Mm -hmm. Uh, Regardless, it's like all that stuff needs to be worked out and figured out. Like, is that okay to like flirt with someone else? Or like, what's your, like, do you have to have a new form of communication with people? For both uh, sexes or, or for both partners, right? You got to, it's all stuff you got to work through because some people might be totally comfortable with their significant other um, flirting and being flirtatious, but they're like, oh, it doesn't matter to me. They go home with me. It doesn't bother me. Mm-hmm. But I remember I had to kind of communicate that. I, I had definitely had some insecurities when it came to that. So mm-hmm. I was just like, apparently I'm, I'm sensitive and apparently I got some insecurities <laughs> I didn't know about, but... I was like, this is kind of the way it is. And so she's like, all right, I'll be more mindful of it. Mm-hmm. How about you? Yeah, I mean, extremely similar all the way from like my, my dad. Like we never said I love you or anything like that. Like it was, we never shared emotions or anything. So when I got with mm-hmm. Stephanie, it was like, like, what do you mean you want to talk? Like what the hell? But even before like the past two years where, you know, we had a, oh, my camera's getting weird, uh, where we had to like keep separated from everybody for whatever's going on. I had told her, I'm like, you know, some people like to recharge around a lot of people. Like some people like to recharge completely alone. Mm-hmm. I was like, I'm the person that I get rejuvenated when I'm by myself. Like mm. I do not like when I'm tired or whatever, I don't get fired up to be around other people. Like that doesn't energize me. Like I'd rather be by myself quiet and that way I can think through things and whatever's bothering me, I can work it out myself. But you know, when you get married and you have a family and stuff, it's like, I'm not going to ditch my family at this point, you know, like I can't. So what, what I found though is like, yes, like Mark just said, like it's, it does bother you if something bothers you, you know, you feel like, dude, am I not strong enough to be able to handle like, you know, another dude talking to her or the way, you know, she likes someone's picture on Instagram or some shit like that. I'm just throwing out examples. But what I noticed was it sucked way more to just keep it in than to be like, Hey babe, like I don't, like this, I don't know why this makes me uncomfortable, but this does like, can we like figure this out? Mm-hmm. You know, like that sucks as a man. Like that's fucking hard to tell your woman. Like I have feelings, you know, like this I'm is, a big fucking baby. I'm a big weenie. <laughs> yes. Like I, I'm sorry. I feel this way, but this is, you know, what's going on. And it, it I mean, I can't think of with in my relationship right now, like there's never been a time where I've come out and been like, Hey, like I'm a little bit upset at this to where it doesn't instantly get way better. You know, like if it was something like, I don't know, like I can't even think, but like, it's never been bad. You know, it's always been like, this sucks right now. I have to rip this bandaid off. But because I did that, it got better. You know, a very interesting thing about what we're talking about right now is that I've 
seen quite a few videos from like, um, there's a, if you guys are listening, you guys know about this whole red pill community thing, right? Um, and there are certain guys within that sector that I've seen them talk about men sharing their relationships with women and they're very anti go like telling women about the way you feel about things. Like they think, Hey, don't, don't tell her you feel this way about anything as she can weaponize it against you. And that has happened to me in the past. In my last relationship, I, I, I did open up about certain things. And then in later arguments, that was weaponized against me. But that's not because sharing the way I felt about things was a wrong thing. It's because the person that I was sharing those things with was the wrong human to do that with. Some people are not good or I'm not going to say some people are not. Some people like, yeah, you cannot trust them to do that. And that's not because what you're doing in terms of sharing those emotions as a man is the wrong thing. And I'm not going to carry those experiences into whatever relationship I get into in the future. I'm still going to figure out healthy ways to share the way I feel about things with my partner, but I'm just not going to be with a partner who chooses to weaponize my emotions against me. And a lot of men are afraid of that because they've experienced that and they carry that to future things where now women are like, well, why don't you share your emotions? Well, this happened to me in the past, but that's not Mm -hmm. a bad thing necessarily to share them. And a lot of men are scared of that. I was scared of that. (laughs) Sometimes like uh, overly talking about your emotions can be a little bit of a dead end street too because you're Mm. like, okay, I don't even really know what to do about any of this. But I think to your point, I think is really smart is to, you know, just recognize the partner that you're with. And I think we can't ever control anything that anyone else does. Mm -hmm. The only thing we can, that we have control over uh, is, is always just our own thoughts. And so something to walk yourself through Anytime that you feel like disturbed or you're uh, sad or you're upset with a, a partner, you have to think, okay, you have to recognize, okay, I'm hurt. Like something hurt me. Like something, something bothered me. And it, there's no other good way to put it other than you're hurt. It's, something's hurting. Something's off. Something's wrong. Now you have to walk yourself through how do I interpret this so I don't hurt the other person? Cause there's no reason there's not a good reason in this instance. I mean, unless something crazy happened, but there's not a good reason in this instance to have the other person hurt just because you're hurting. Mm-hmm. So just communicate. And normally when you say something, something, somebody goes, Oh my God, I had, are you, they're like, Holy shit. I, I had no idea that that bothered you when I said that you're, pants looked funny or something like that it could be the littlest thing because this is the person that you know uh that you care the most about you chose this person maybe to spend the rest of your life with and they make a little comment or something and you're like oh man like for some reason that uh that cut deep in my personal relationship i have not really had that happen because my wife doesn't really uh do stuff like that but my wife is uh less like huggy kissy like she does all that and she um you know um we i i do it all the time i'm more that way i'm more lovey-dovey than she is uh but that's something i also had to just learn like oh maybe she just doesn't want me smooching up on her all the time so Mm -hmm. i'm just gonna you know you know, I, I'm going to kind of judge the situation and then go in for the kill later on or whatever. <laughs> um, but I think, you know, you have to kind of recognize like what your partner is looking for, what they need. And you, then you also, it's your job to communicate what you need. But I think that main thing of like, anytime you get hurt, 
don't start looking around the room to start hurting other people. You know, we've heard the quote before, hurt people, hurt people, right? Be more mature than that. Be a little stronger than that. Just because something they did or something they said hurt you doesn't mean you have to fucking drag them down. Let me ask you guys this. Mark, you mentioned that your parents had very healthy communication styles. You never really heard them argue or yell. Did your parents ever name call each other? Oh, they would they would fight here and there. But okay. uh, I just meant like my dad my dad wasn't like, you know, overly talking about his feelings and stuff either, but it mm-hmm. was very clear on whether he was in a good mood or bad mood. My parents would argue here arguments and there. Arguments are normal. Um, but were they like healthy arguments? Like did you, your parents ever like like no hurt each other within that i'm just i don't know if that's too much to no 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 not that i've ever seen i i think that name calling is off the table amongst adults period like i don't i don't think there's any i i don't i mean you should be able to communicate without calling you like doing that yeah i mean there's there's no scenario no matter what would happen where i'd ever call my wife a bitch or a slut or there's just there's just no mm-hmm. it wouldn't matter what she did or how she did it that just wouldn't happen. Um, she doesn't call me names. We don't, we try not to even joke around too much about like little digs. Like we might do little stuff here and there, um, amongst each other, but mm-hmm. not like, uh, you know, kind of quote unquote, like defaming each other in front of people. I see couples do that a lot, mm. you know, where, uh, the guy usually makes a sexual joke. Like I can't get a blow job or whatever. And <laughs> I'm always like, fuck man. Like, <laughs> yeah. I'm always, I'm always like, that is, I'm always thinking, man, that's, that's not good. That I, ain't good that you can. <laughs> that's, that's, ooh. It's, it's, ooh. And it just makes you so uncomfortable. Oh. Because mm-hmm. you know. Well, and then she throws something back at him and it's like, oh my God, here we go. And the, the worst part is like, oh shit, we're all together and you guys are revealing shit about your relationship because he's not, he's joking. But he's not joking, mm-hmm. and neither is she. And it's like, oh, wow, he's he's not satisfied, and he, he's the person's being serious. You know, the person yeah. like they, and maybe maybe that's not the right way to approach it. Like maybe that's not a good way <laughs> to get a blowjob. No, maybe no. say, hey, look, I really enjoy this. I would love if we if mm-hmm. we did this more often. What do you like that I can do better for you? You know, do you want me to mm-hmm. research how to eat pussy or something? Like I will, I'll do whatever you want me to do. Just let, let me know and I will fucking try to do it the best I possibly can. <laughs> yeah. When you were talking about like, has there been a time to like stuff to, you know, reveal or whatever, like has it been hard after we had this conversation about porn? Like that was, I went home and was just explaining like the whole topic of the episode and stuff. Mm-hmm. And it was hard for me to explain to her like yeah so like a majority of the stuff that i'm into i'm like even though i don't watch porn <laughs> i'm like there was a phase where i did watch porn and you know that's why i'm into what i'm into and she's just like huh <laughs> you know like there was a long pause but like she's like well thanks for being honest and letting me know yeah. like and thanks for like how did she put it she's like thank you for thinking that i'm enough you know, because it wasn't like me going like, oh, that's what I'm into. And I have to keep searching that out, like getting it the way I was before. Yeah, I was like, no, like, let's just do this together now. Like, yeah. so it was hard to like, I was like stuttering like I am right now. <laughs> like it was a hard conversation to have because I was like, you know, so yeah. So that was definitely something that I struggled with. But now that it was out there, it's just like, oh, yeah, that's why. And she's cool with it. 
Andrew's like, I'm into some wacky shit. Steph's like, here, watch this. She like hits a painting on the wall <laughs> and the fucking room slides over. Yeah. Yeah. Giant sex swing. Yeah. And yeah. Got whips, yeah. chains. Yeah. Like, this wow. is like super training. Yeah, but wait, <laughs> I've been waiting for you to talk about yeah. that. Like this whole time. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, the reason why, and, and you know, Andrew, I want to ask you also, mm-hmm. you, if you don't mind going, your parents, did they have a fairly healthy communication style too? Uh, I mean, for the most part, but my my dad, you know, he's he's Mexican, so just like macho, hardcore, uh-huh, uh-huh. never once shared anything about feelings. Mm-hmm. Um, my mom would get frustrated, you know, that sort of thing. And so like, yeah, they would have, you know, like arguments back and forth, but never any name calling, never anything like that. Mm-hmm. I would say some of like the worst of it would be like if like dinner wasn't ready, like my dad would come home and be like, oh, dinner's not ready. All right, cool. I guess we're not eating today. And then she's like, no, like I'm still like, let me get it together. And he'd be like, no, there's no point. Mm-hmm. Like you missed it. She's mm-hmm. like, dude, really? Like, what the hell? Like, you, you, <laughs> come on, dude. So shit like that was where it was like really bad things. My, my dad would do shit like that. Would, that was just like, it helped nothing. You know, it didn't advance anything. Mm. And so stuff like that, you know, it was, it was pretty tough, but as it far frustrated as, him more probably than anything too. Like yeah. everyone else was probably like upset and worried about it and concerned, but it probably weighed heavily more on him, mm-hmm. even though he was trying to, figure out a way to express that he was unhappy about something. Yeah. Yeah. So instead of just saying something like, like, Hey, like I've been, you know, but I've been bondoing cars all day long. I've been breathing in chemicals and, you know, busting my back all day long. Like it'd be sick if there was some food, like next time, let me know. And then maybe I'll pick up something on the way home or something. Mm-hmm. Or, right. You know, I don't, I don't know whatever the answer could have been, but yeah. So that's like what we saw yeah. when I was a kid. But over time, like even though you saw certain things, you had to you you had to learn how to be better. Like you didn't just take the example from him mm-hmm. and emulate that as an adult. Yeah, no, and the the I, I've given this example before on the podcast, but because I am uh, like seven or eight years younger than my brother and sister, I saw my sister in a very bad relationship Oof. to where there was like lots of arguing. Um, I later found out that there was abuse that, you know, I didn't mm. just, I was too young to either recognize it or I just, you know, didn't see it, but I thought that was kind of normal, you know? So that led to me kind of going into relationships like arguing is fine. Like there's no big deal here. Mm-hmm. So that I did see. And then, then I learned like, wait, this isn't normal. So I learned exactly what not to be like. Mm-hmm. And so that was actually like very beneficial. Unfortunately, it had to happen, but it did. And it taught me what not to do. Dude. And the reason why I was asking you guys, this was my mom growing up. She was, I was, uh, she was a single parent, mm-hmm. but she never name called anybody, even though like she was div- like divorced from my dad and my dad, this, he made some mistakes as a man, right? She never talked bad about him. She never cursed about him. She never spoke badly about him. So I do not name call people. I'm not a person who yells at people or whatever, but I was in a relationship for quite a few years, four years, um, where the individual I was with came from a background where people name called. Mm. It was fairly normal for people who got in arguments to say, you're a bitch, like, fuck you, whatever. The first time that ever happened, I'm like, huh, this is different. (laughs) But I did love this person. So over time, I was like, maybe this is the way that the individual just shows their emotion. Mm. Because every time afterwards, they'd be like, I'm sorry, I didn't mean that. And I'd be like, wow, how could you not mean things you say? Even though you say them in the moment, they're your emotions. They're what you're Feeling in the moment, you can't say things you don't mean. I'm not one who doesn't say things I don't mean. So what I'm saying here is that like for guys and for women, we all need to learn how to communicate 
communicate basic effective communication is necessary you you and andy you've been together for decades y'all don't name call each other that shit's not normal no. it should mm-hmm. never be normal in any context it doesn't matter it would never be uh, normal for you to say andy you're a fucking bitch no fucking no. way mm-hmm. right but i was with somebody where that type of stuff was normal and i was with them for a while because i loved them mm. But you should never be okay with that because that can never lead anywhere good. I'm so happy that I learned. I learned a lot in that relationship. But it's like if you want to have, if you want to be able to communicate effectively in terms of your emotions as a man, you also cannot just say if you're thinking your partner, if you're thinking some bad things about your partner, you can't just say those things. You got to maybe sit back, evaluate, and then talk to them about the situation rather than blowing up at them mm. for anything. Right? Did you share this with uh, your mom? Did I share? Oh, did I share what happened with in my relationship with my mom? Yeah, that's all. She saw a lot of what happened. She was trying to get me out of that relationship for a while. But I really, I really loved this person. So I was like, they're trying to work. Your mom on it. must have been like, I'm going to whoop your ass. She was nah. She was mad that I stayed in that yeah. because like she saw it and she was just like, this isn't the. I don't communicate this way. You don't communicate this way. Why are you with someone who does? Why are you with someone who communicates this way? Right. Well. I love her. Yeah. <laughs> She's saying it's wrong. She's saying she'll get better. I, I want to, you know, help her get better. Mm. I wanted to help this person get better. And there were times that they did. That's hard for you because you're in, like, you're into self development, self improvement. And, and I think people can generally improve and become better people. I don't believe that people are stuck where they are. But if an individual doesn't really want to do that for themselves, you cannot make them. <laughs> no. And you're probably like, hey, I heard this from Jordan Peterson. And hey, I heard that. And they're probably just not. Maybe not not ready to receive that information. Yeah. And you're thinking like I can you, you you're thinking to yourself, I heard of situations that are like this before. This is why these things happen and these are potential solutions to these problems. Yeah. And then someone won't even open up the video that you sent them or whatever uh, it is. Yeah. You're just like, Oh, okay. Yeah. But but those are the things, man. I I learned a lot from that. But I'll I also learned that, hey, if if people can if a person cannot and or is not willing to learn to uh, effectively communicate because i have seen people that have been like that that have learned that have gotten therapy that have become better that have learned how to effectively communicate so i know that people can do that but if you find yourself in that situation as an individual if you find yourself with somebody who just doesn't communicate well they wear their emotions on their sleeve and everything that they communicate is based off of their gut emotion don't fucking stay there Get out because you cannot communicate with somebody like that. Pat Project family, how's it going? You guys know who Stan the Rhino Efforting is. We've had him on this podcast three, four, five different times. Well, we've partnered with Stan and Vertical Meals. It's going to be awesome because now you guys can have Stan Efforting's cooking and his nutrition sent right to you, right to your door. Andrew, can you tell the people how to get in and save? Absolutely. You guys got to head over to verticaldiet.com at checkout. Enter promo code POWERPROJECT for free shipping. And if you order 16 meals or more, you're going to get two additional ones. Again, that's at verticaldiet.com, promo code POWERPROJECT. Links to them down in the description. As well as your podcast show notes, let's get back to this podcast. And, and Seema, what do you think was the like, the biggest, I'm, I'm just going to say blindfold, because we had talked, I mean, I think maybe on air or off air, even yeah. like, oh, if this was one of our friends, we'd be like, what are you doing? Because like, I get have, out. My home, I have homies that have come to me in situations like that. I'm like, bro, get the fuck out. So what do you think was going on that like gave you the biggest blindfold to not get out? <laughs> There's a few things. One number one is the sunken cost theory. When you were in, because a lot of these things didn't rear their ugly head until about a year and a half in, year and a half, two years in. Sunken cost. Yeah. I thought you were talking about sunkissed. You put time in. Put time in. Yeah. Put time and investment into this individual, right? 
And then these things show, but coming from a background where like people can get better, people can improve, you know, if people can do that, there was a time element. There is the time element. There is the love element because when you do love somebody, you do your best to try to help them become the best version of themselves in whatever way you can. I'm not trying to change a person, just trying to help them become the person that they want to be as you think your partner is trying to help you become the best person you can be. So love blinds things that are kind of obvious because when I look back at myself in that situation, my God, I should have been gone three years earlier. I should have been gone because this relationship lasted four years. I should have been gone on year one. <laughs> there are things happened that happened on year one that were an obvious sign that, boy, you need to get the fuck out of here. But when you do love somebody and, and all of that, it can blind you to the obvious things. So I'm very thankful because a lot happened in that relationship, but I'm very thankful for everything that did happen because a lot of homies I talk to about relationship stuff and they come to me with problems and I'm like, dude, just do this, do this. And it's always good, right? But I've never been in those situations because my relationships before that were actually pretty healthy, right? But I'm thankful for this because I dealt with so many just wild and healthy things that I know what I can absolutely I know all the red, cannot compromise, cannot try to work through, will not even ever deal with for the rest of my life. I know what those things are and I know what those red flags are because I've truly experienced it. I'm just so thankful that I didn't get anybody pregnant. (laughs) (laughs) It's, uh, well, yeah, that causes a whole nother, a whole nother, uh, I, I think ultimately I think what we're looking for is, uh, just figuring out ways of, of having a lot of respect for one another. So if you respect, so if you can respect how the other person is, and then you can identify, um, like, Hey, you know, for whatever reason, uh, when this person gets mad, they get really mad and I don't get that mad and I don't talk to people that way. That's their way of dealing with stuff. Um, but in a respectful way, I'm going to let them know, like, I, I don't know how to deal with that. I don't understand that. I don't communicate that way. It's just hard to be really upfront with somebody sometimes, mm-hmm. especially when it's somebody you really care about. And then there's, there's just like, there's a lot of awkward, there's a lot of awkward stuff when it comes to relationships. I remember when I was a personal trainer in Los Angeles, I mainly trained women. I probably trained like 40 women. And uh, cause the gym I was at was predominantly, there was a couple men in there, but not, not many. Mm-hmm. And these women, like I wouldn't even know them for you know, more than like a week and they would just start dumping all this stuff that happened mm. uh, in their relationship. And, a trainer too. Yeah. And you know, um, who, who knows why I don't, not sure exactly why, but it's like, I'm just thinking, man, like, especially at that time, like I, I think I just got, just started to get to know Andy. We were dating and stuff like that. And I just remember, I'm like, man, why does, I wonder why they just don't tell their husband this, like, this is, you know, um, it just, I mean, it was just like small stuff. Like their husband never takes their, their kid to baseball practice or something mm-hmm. like that. And I, they wish that he would do that once in a while because they got so many other things to do. And I'm just thinking, man, like that would be, that would be really helpful if you sat down and had a conversation and just said, uh, Hey, I know you're busy with some of the work you do, but it would be great if you could help out with the kids more because I, I'm kind of getting, I mean, who doesn't want to help their partner out? And if you find someone that isn't looking to assist and to uh, make the relationship as a whole a lot better, 
How do you make the relationship better? How do you make the relationship stronger? How do you figure out ways to love each other more, to be interested in each other more? If they're not into that, then you're going to kind of plainly see like, oh, I just don't think it's, I don't think it's in the cards for us to be able to figure this out. And if we try to force it to work, remember what I said in a previous podcast, you can't make somebody like you. You no. can't make somebody love you. Um, I, I guess, I guess like you, maybe like you might be able to give somebody something for free and then they like you, <laughs> right? But I'm talking about like a relationship. You can't make somebody love you. And even even with the stuff that we've done here at Slingshot, it took me a long time to recognize I can't make people like my products. I can't just send people products for free and then expect them to post about it. Um, there's, 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 it's all out of my control completely. The only thing I can do is share with people uh, why I created these things, why I'm passionate about these things, why I like these things. And if they identify, hey, that sounds good for me too, mm-hmm. then they're in on it. And then they're in on some of the other stuff that we do here at Slingshot and at Super Training. But I can't, I can't force anybody to do that. And even in cases where we've paid people to be sponsored by us, it still didn't work out great because you can't. it doesn't work that way. People either love and are super attracted to what you're doing or they're not. Absolutely. Let me ask you this, Mark. I don't know if you were, I don't know when you met Andy, if it was just happen chance or if you were looking for somebody at that point. But what were some things that you were like, this is kind of, everybody has the checklist, right? <laughs> right? Like not everybody can meet the whole checklist, but everybody has things that they look for. For example, like I've learned that the things that I look for in an individual is are they an individual that, that is actually an individual that's interested in self-development, like not like you don't have to be reading all the books and stuff, but are you interested in improving yourself and whatever you're doing over time? Do you have things that make you feel fulfilled outside of what you do as for work? Like, do you have a thing that makes you maybe feel fulfilled? Um, do you like, what are the things that you pay attention to on a daily basis? What are the things that you watch? What are the things that you input? Because I can generally have an idea of if I can see your social media feed and I know the things that you kind of watch, I can maybe have a gauge of the Mm. way you think, right? Those are some things that I look at. But when you were with Andy, what were you thinking about? Because y'all are multiple decades in. Were you even thinking that much about things when you got with her or, or just ended up working out great? Yeah, no, I wasn't really, th- I mean, my checklist ended at pussy. Like, <laughs> Here we go. All right, check. <laughs> All right. I found the first person that wants to hang out with me for, you know, a little bit. That's Let's good. go. Yeah. No, I, you know, I never, I never really had like a, a checklist or like a type uh, I was like in search of. I, I also met her very young. You know, I was mm-hmm. 20 whatever the hell I was, 21 or two or something, 22. Um, so because of that, uh, yeah, I didn't really have a checklist, but in meeting her, like I, I met a lot of people in Los Angeles and I, I worked at a bar in Los Angeles and I ended up running into a lot of different people and meeting a lot of different people and just nothing ever really seemed to click um, in terms of like my conversations with people, um, especially with girls. It just never seemed, and even if I did meet a girl, I lived in Santa Monica, and a lot of times when people would go to this bar that I worked at, Sharky's in Hermosa Beach, um, a lot of times they would live in like a completely different state or something. You mm-hmm. know, so if I did see somebody, it'd be for whatever, however long they were there for or something, and then that would be that. Um, but with Andy, uh, 
I got in some conversation with her and she's like, oh, I live in Venice and Venice and Santa Monica are right next to each other. Um, you know, I love to exercise. I love to lift. She loves to swim. You know, there was a lot of like similarities right off the bat in terms of uh, having some common ground and some common interest. And um, I, I am like, uh, I don't know, I'm a little weird in the sense that I'm, I'm, I'm pretty shy by nature. Mm-hmm. Like originally I started out being very shy and pretty introverted and Same here. didn't talk a lot. And now I'm just, I can't shut up. I'm talking all the time. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, but Andy is very, you guys, you know, you see her like doing the meetings and stuff like that. I mean, she's very animated. She likes to talk a lot. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I was just mesmerized by her. I'm like, this person's fucking awesome. Like they, they have like, she has the energy, uh, outwardly that I have in my heart. I feel like, mm. you know, like I, I don't express it the same way just because I like to just be a little bit more chill and not have tons of ups and downs. It's been something that's been beneficial to me. Um, but I still feel that energy. I feel, still feel the flows of the day and stuff like that. And I am still really excited by life. Uh, but if you talk to her for just a couple minutes, you recognize how excited she is about stuff or even just how fired up or pissed off she is about something. Cause she doesn't have any problem just like kind of letting all that go, letting all that out there. Mm. No, that's, that, that, that's, that's, it's, it's great that it, all of that worked out for you. And I do believe that for a lot of people, things can work out. And what I've noticed by watching a lot of the content that's created, like for example, <laughs> A lot of the people in our audience know who Virolo Tomasi is, the man who wrote The Rational Mail. We were just talking about him because he uh, used um, our thumbnail from our Michaela Peterson podcast mm. as one of the topics of his videos. <laughs> um, so he's, he's the guy who is like the red pill guy, right? Um, and, and you watch a lot of content from like guys like Kevin Samuels. I don't know if you know who that is. He's a, he's a relationship expert that works on um, pairing couples together. That's his big thing, but he makes a lot of content and um, – the thing that you see in a lot of content that's kind of a geared towards ideally it's geared towards men is it's it's really somewhat it's making men look at relationships critically, which is good, but it's also making uh, I feel like it's forming them to be very angry, somewhat angry at women angry at the idea of relationships and i can also understand how sometimes marriage isn't the best thing for a lot of people like people it's good that people are looking at marriage critically because of somewhat you see the rate of divorce you see what happens when if if a man gets married and and gets divorced you see what happens to their assets so you see all these things and it, it makes people very i guess scared of relationships in general but then you know i see individuals like you i know a lot of individuals in my life who have had amazing great, long-lasting, beneficial relationships with great families. And it's just unfortunate that you don't see more people like yourself and more people that have done the thing successfully, fruitfully, have a family, putting out content talking about that stuff. Because a lot of dudes are just kind of mad at what's going on right now as far as like the dating marketplace, women, all this type of shit. And it's um, kind of needs something on the other side of, not the other side, but not so deep into red pill. There's a lot of great things about red pill and there's a lot of things that are just, um, what's red pill refer to. Oh God, this is going to be a rabbit hole. Okay. So (laughs) in our audience, um, when you guys think about red pill and guys chime in in the comment section, cause I'm going to get quite a few things wrong about red pill, but, but red pill is not the same thing as Elliot Hulse came on the podcast and talked about MGTOW. 
Okay. Mick Tyler's men going their own way. So I love Elliot. <laughs> I, I, I love Elliot too. He's I love Elliot shit too. crazy and I love it. And I'm, 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 guys, I'm going to preface this thing. I'm, I'm going to kind of butcher some of the red pill ideology. But when I watch some content from a lot of guys who are red pilled, um, there is a general arc of don't really put all your, there's a general arc of don't put all your eggs in one basket with a woman, which is a, a kind of a good idea. If you're, if you're on the dating marketplace. So if you're dating one person, have other options. If you're dating, right? Um, but there's also the, the red pill makes men look at marriage as probably not something that you want to do. Because if you do get married, then like if anything happens, if, she, if, if anything happens, you guys divorce, there goes a lot of your assets. Um, when it also does come to relationships, there's, there's certain guys like this guy named Stuff is Cold, et cetera. Um, they want men to kind of have a rotation a rotation of women that mm. they not just date, but a rotation of women that they sleep with. It, it's more so uh, an idea of not putting women on a pedestal, which again, that I can, I can not putting a woman, not putting a woman on yeah. a pedestal. And I can understand mm. that. But if you're someone who's actually looking to potentially be in a monogamy relationship and start a family, it's going to be pretty hard to follow the red pill ideology because the red pill ideology is fairly anti-marriage, um, even though Rolo is married, but it's fairly anti-marriage. Um, but yeah, it's like it, it because marriage doesn't seem to favor men overall. It kind of doesn't want men going that way because of what we see happening. Guys, I know it's been butchered a little bit, but that's kind of what it's mm. about. It's kind of what it's about. Yeah. And uh, the big aspect again of not, not putting women on a pedestal i can understand that um you know not if you're if you're dating especially like analyze the person you're with don't think everything is perfect and peachy uh, an example is like when people think about disney movies you know what i mean then the way that disney movies are put forward you're gonna find this or or, or woman's gonna find oh, this knight in shining armor who just wait around for your prince to come save you prince exactly mm-hmm. right um it's this kind of the same thing with the red pill community not you know not doing that necessarily so yeah our society is like is pretty screwy i mean if you watch you watch like older films or uh even shows that kind of take place a long time ago mm-hmm. um the way that women have been depicted and the way that i mean it's going to take forever to it's going to take a long time to crawl out of that um it's just and there's just so much like i i see these like um nowadays they're kind of made or they're uh still like relevant more so cuz of humor than anything else because it's like a you know it's like an old school woman from like the 50s uh with a broom and it it's this list of things that she should have done for her man uh every day and it it talks about like you know cleaning the house and mm-hmm. like all these different things and uh meeting the man at the door when he get home from work and having dinner ready and all these things and I look at stuff like that and I'm like, man, it's going to take a, a, a while, you know, before. But I think what has happened is like, just like happens a lot uh, in the United States, there's like a, a massive like overcorrection. Remember I said before, I think the power has kind of swung a little bit towards the women. So some of this red pill stuff, why I don't really agree with it, I can see why it's like trying to like kind of center this balance because mm-hmm. as we've said many times before that like, 
you know, women do hold the power in terms of like they're being pursued and persuaded way, you know, <laughs> way more than what we're used to. It's, it's a little, it's easier in a lot of ways for a woman to find a companion, to find somebody massively easier. Um, maybe not in terms of like finding somebody that's great for them, but, yeah. but in just, you know, going out and getting some ass or whatever they can, they can figure that out. Get some Zach. Yeah. That's <laughs> <laughs> what it is. She wants to go find some. <laughs> <laughs> That's so silly. That's how Kevin Hart says it. Anyway. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, they, uh, they have a lot more access to that. So it kind of makes sense. But I think, I think that, you know, you got to think uh, this whole thing, it's, it's always kind of referred to as like falling in love. And you don't really hear too many other things referred to in that way. Like you're falling into something. And I think that it's it's something that is it's really hard to be descriptive of of like what mm-hmm. does it mean, what does like being in love mean, and what does like falling in love mean? Mm. Like you're like falling is like kind of a natural fear that we have in our in our mm-hmm. like in our system. Like mm-hmm. I don't want to fucking fall, mm-hmm. you know. But falling in love is kind of this like gracious, amazing thing. Um, and for those of us that have experienced it, it's, it's a, it's a wonderful place to be, but I think there's a lot of concern about like, oh man, I fell in love and then this happened. Yep. Man, I fell in love and that happened. But just because like, if you think when you're a kid growing up, I mean, it sounds like you had an amazing relationship with your mother Yeah. and just because there's chances of of uh, something potentially bad happening to anybody, including your mother, mm-hmm. when you're a kid, it doesn't mean that you don't totally love her. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean you don't take that risk and saying, you know, this is my mom. She's the most badass person on the planet. And I'm going to, I better just listen to her because she, she seems to know what the hell's going on here, you know? Yeah. And so I think that it's easy for people to like give up, you know, give up their, uh, faith in some of these things. But I, I do believe in marriage, even though I think that marriage should be, um, it should probably be reevaluated for each individual. You should yes. really think about it a lot. And you should think about how do you want to be married? Like, does it have to be a contractual thing that the state and government are involved in? Mm-hmm. Um, or are you, you know, there's, there's many different ways of, of examining it. You can change the wedding vows. You don't have to say, because like a lot of the stuff is kind of fake. It's like, it's not really true. Um, in sickness and in health, it's like, well, I mean, it kind of depends. I mean, if somebody, uh, if you're married to somebody and five years into it, they become an alcoholic. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just like, that's not healthy for you. That's not healthy for your kids. You might have to get yourself the hell out of there. Mm-hmm. So there's, the, all those things are things that you probably need to kind of look into and re-examine, I think. And I think that's that's a big deal. You can't just go in blind, right? Mm-hmm. Like a lot of what, a lot of, when people think of marriage, especially if like you were, you don't pay much attention, but maybe everyone around you around you is married, you don't evaluate it. You're like, this is just what people do. You know, they fall in love and they get married and they live happily ever after. That just ain't the case. Like, I think it's 80% of divorces are initiated by women. Mm. And that's a statistic that scares a lot of men. And I can understand it. So marriage massively needs to be evaluated from both perspectives, but especially for men, like we need to figure out kind of a better way to go about things. But if you're someone who does want to have a family, if you're someone who does want to have children, marriage might be something that does need to happen, Mm -hmm. but how are you going to do it? I wonder out of that 80%, how much is uh, the man cheating? 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it's probably fairly, probably fairly high. And out of that eighty percent, how many of those men are wealthy? Mm. Right. Oh, you know. So I mean, and that's but some people trying to. Some women are trying to get a bag. Mm-hmm. So of of those, the dudes that are red pilled in, in this uh, context, mm-hmm. how many of them are living like Tony Huge, and how many of them are maybe? in a relationship that they don't like and they're just like angry. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it, it seems like Tony isn't quote red pilled, but he just put himself in a situation where he can have multiple girlfriends. He's in Thailand. It's, and, it's normal over there to be sleeping with everybody. But like, it seems like a majority of those fans and, or subscribers to that video and commenters are not living like Tony huge. They're no. more angry, upset, either lonely or lonely right yeah okay so you get what i'm trying to say here mm-hmm. like it, it doesn't seem like that uh that crowd is putting themselves in a situation to be able to i guess follow that red pill lifestyle it, i don't even know i wouldn't well actually i i, I also I, don't I, really fully understand it yeah our audience don't grill us too hard. I, if, if some if some of you guys want to, I want you guys to chime in in the comments. Maybe some things that you think we're missing. See if you can look it up, Andrew. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. see what you can look. Up. I want you guys to comment down below. What are we missing right here? As far because I know we're as far as red pill stuff. And what was I the, haven't read the Rational Mail by Rollins Tomasi. Yeah, I have the book. I haven't read it yet though. Um, but I've I've watched quite a bit of his content. There there's a lot of channels out there. Like there's this channel called Fresh and Fit. I don't know if you've heard of them, Mark or Andrew, um, but Fresh and Fit is interesting. They bring a, a lot of people. Uh, they primarily bring women onto their their podcast, like different women in the Miami club scene, and they'll have conversations about relationships and stuff. Um, and it's it's very interesting. But Andrew, to, to your comment, how many men are putting themselves in the position to be like Tony Huge? When I when I look at a lot of this stuff, it seems that some people have been in a bad relationship or maybe multiple bad relationships and they take those things and then they apply it to the masses. Like they, they take those things of that woman and they apply it to all women. Like, you know, it's like in my, in my past relationship, my girl cheated. I'm not going to now think that all women cheat, but I put myself in a situation knowingly being in a relationship I shouldn't have been in. This happened it's not because people are like this. It's because I didn't pay attention to the red flags. The person I was with was, I was, I, I didn't pay attention to a lot of things. I let a lot of things slide because I was very attracted to the person I was with. Extremely attractive woman. I was in love with this person. So I let a lot of things kind of just slide, made a mistake, but I'm not going to take the negative things that have happened there and say, well, this is just the way women are, et cetera. The problem was, the the way I analyzed this individual, the way I analyzed the situation was wrong. That was my responsibility. And like our last video that we talked about, when I mentioned men need to level up, right? All we're saying, or all I was saying, because I don't want to put words in any other people's mouths, is that you need to take the responsibility onto yourself, right? To do more things, to level up yourself, to level up your under like. Your, your business, your level of communication, your physicality, your mind, so that you now have the ability, number one, you will be desired by more people, but then you also have the ability to find somebody who is desirable to you so you can actually find the right things. 
because you cannot control anybody else or the actions they take. That's why I don't blame my ex for anything. It's not her fault. It's my fault for staying there. But all I can control are my decisions, my actions, the person I can, I can control my choices. And if, if I can better that skill, right, of my decision making and my knowledge and my physicality and all of those things, I can put myself in a good place. That is my responsibility. The thing I see from a lot of these channels, the uh, fresh and fit, et cetera, is that they're throwing blame at the other sex. They're like, women are like this and women need to do this. And this is the way women are and blah, blah, blah. That is not, that is taking the onus off of the individual, you as the, as a man, right? And it's putting in say, ah, they're just like this. So we have to do this. I don't necessarily agree with that. I think, uh, you know, the relationship that you had, I think is probably exactly what you needed at that particular time in your life. I agree. For who the hell knows why, you know, you won't, you're not going to really be like, it seems like you can already tell why, because, um, it seems like you're a better person for it. You've mentioned it yourself and we see it, uh, ourselves too, where you just have had a lot of self-improvement, but it's not going to make sense until you're 10 years down the road. I mean, I just made a post the other day talking about how you can kind of have it all. Like, I don't really believe that you, People think that you can't, you know, have like a great business and you can't have a great relationship and you, you know, you, you just, you hear that saying all the time, you can't mm-hmm. have it all. I was like, well, why not? I think you can. I think you can at least work towards it. And maybe you can't have every single thing that you ever wanted because uh, it's just, there's certain things that don't work out for certain reasons, but those things uh, get you to other spots that you were meant to be in in the first place. Mm-hmm. So, I think that you can get there. And what I ended the post with is like, most of you won't understand what the hell I'm saying for like 30 years. Cause until you're like 30 or 40 or something like that, I said 35 or 40. Yeah. Yeah. Until you're like 35 or 40, because you know, uh, Steve jobs has a famous quote of, you know, you can't connect the dots of life moving forward. You can only connect them when you look back mm-hmm. upon it and you're like, Oh, Okay, like, okay, that's why I struggled with like hell in school. Okay, that, okay, that, that makes sense. I needed more resilience. I was, I didn't have, I didn't have a lot of resistance in my life. I had two great loving parents. Um, I had two older brothers that were awesome. I had grandparents that were really cool. I was surrounded by a lot of great people, surrounded by a lot of love, had no reason to have any self doubt, right? Mm-hmm. And then this curveball's thrown my way of like, you're going to have a little bit harder time learning than some other kids. And now that I look back on it, it it seems, um, it seems so minor, but when I was living through it, it, it felt like hell. Like I hated going to like literally hated going to school. I dreaded it every day. I wanted to try to figure out a way to not go to school every day and fake being sick, which I didn't really do. I just was always thinking of like, it would be sick if I, if I didn't have to go to school (laughs) Mm -hmm. trying to figure out a way out of it. But now looking back at it, it's like, oh, okay, all that should happen, be, you know, for this. And then different things with relationships and different things uh, that happened even while being married to my wife and all the different things that we've uh, done together and gone through. It's like, oh, okay, now I can see it better now. And I can't imagine like when I'm 60 or 70, when I look back on it, it's probably going to even make more sense. The picture will be painted even further. Absolutely. Just, I wanted to read, so, so these were uh, 
Kindle readers had highlighted these uh, captions or quotes, whatever, from Rational Mail. Okay, cool. Uh, so this first one, uh, here's a cosmic secret revealed for you. Real power is in is the degree to which a person has control over their own circumstances. Real power is the degree to which we actually control the directions of our lives, which I think we're That's, all on, yeah, we're we're on board, all on board for that. with. Sounds very culty, though, too, right off the bat. <laughs> so, but it's like it puts the onus on the individual, so that's great. Yeah, but then here's the very next one. In a relationship, the person with the most power is the one who needs the other the least. So meaning, if you're the, the hot one, you don't need the other one. <laughs> okay. The one with the most power needs, yeah, I... I don't really disagree with that. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, think, but, yeah. I just think it's a shitty way to look at it. No, though. it's not. Yeah, who cares? Yeah. yeah, who cares? So, but see, an interesting thing is like, hmm, when you know, when you're in a relationship with somebody, people are like, oh, I guess you know, the the Disney version of things is finding somebody that completes you, right? Mm-hmm. We can take that quote and we can be like, become a whole individual. Don't look for somebody to complete you, but maybe look for somebody to compliment what you got going on. You know, like, but I mean, in what you were saying with Andy, she does fill out some of those holes, you know, <laughs> absolutely. In, in terms of her expression. Her, yeah, we're, we're, we're into pegging. Yeah, she's filling, <laughs> <all those. laughs> she's filling those holes all the time. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, you know, absolutely. like you're an introvert. She's extroverted. Came back to the holes. Yeah. Right. But, but there's. I, I think there's kind of a theme within the red pill thing where there's like, as a man, there is a supposed lack of vulnerability. Because if you think of the idea, I don't need her, a lot of these guys, a lot of people seem okay. to not want to be also as vulnerable. Like, don't show your weaknesses, yep. right? Don't let them know your weaknesses, as those could be potentially used against you, right? So it's, I understand it, mm-hmm. but then there's also like, as dudes we already have a struggle with that vulnerability i I do agree that it's kind of a crappy way of looking at things Mm -hmm. on the other hand i think it's a good idea to examine like the word power is a weird is kind of a weird word but why is somebody like why is your partner so much more advanced than you in so many different areas and why are you leaning on them and relying on them so much for so many different things Mm. there's probably some stuff that you should start to take more like ownership of so that if something was to ever happen you're not just like uh, almost like an infant out in the street like not knowing what to do with yourself Mm -hmm. You know, for, for me, my wife, you know, she runs like our bank accounts. She runs like the business, like she runs a lot of stuff. So I still have a lot of catching up to do when it comes to that kind of stuff, because I don't, I don't, I just haven't really uh, paid a ton of attention to it. She is the more powerful person in the relationship. And it's my job to kind of figure out, I'm not trying to like have this power struggle with her. I want to level up to be as strong as she is. And I would like to strengthen some of those areas where I'm weaker. So I ask her a lot of questions when she starts talking about particular things. I'll say, oh, what is, what is that like? What is that? I don't really know if we ever talked about that before. And she'll say, oh, this is this, this is that. And mm-hmm. So I learn along the way. Um, and then from her side of it, like her and I were in a conversation like a couple weeks ago. I don't remember what the hell we were talking about, but we were just going back and forth. And she's like, well, you know, I'm not like on your level or something. And then mm-hmm. I was like, I was like, not on my level. What are you talking about? She's like, I don't know. Like you're, 
you know, you broke world records and like did all, and then like, that's cool that you think of me that way, but I, I don't think I'm in any sort of different level than you are. I actually think that you're on a different level than me. So it was kind of neat that we kind of have that mutual respect for each other. But you see that cool thing right there though? Mm -hmm. Like, this is why I think that more people like you need to be talking about stuff like this because when a lot of, uh, when a lot of these guys are talking about these types of relationships, when they talk about the dynamics between a man and a woman, there is a dynamic where, or there, through history, you've always seen that men are supposed to be leaders or men should be leaders and you should look into becoming a better person, maybe lead. But in these relationship talks, we see these guys talking. It's all about like, you know, your, leading the path you're putting this forward she's following suit she's following suit it seems that in your dynamic right andy looks at you as this like from what you just said mm -hmm. she looks at you as like well i'm not on your level but on your side you're also looking at her like you're not i'm not like in in the back of your head it's like fuck she's so good at this so ideally you should be finding someone that damn you do admire things about them mm -hmm. not someone that you look at them you're like I'm way fucking better than you follow my lead <laughs> like I wouldn't want to find someone who I'm just like look at them and I'm sorry for them like just catch up I want to find someone who like damn that's that's dope I want some of that like you're doing some cool shit that's what I'm kind of looking for how many women work here at Slingshot I mean there's a bunch of them right mm. And there's a reason for it. There's a reason why we have a lot of females working here. Sometimes it's appropriate to have a female lead on a certain thing. And sometimes it's appropriate to have a guy to lead on a certain thing. And it kind of just depends on what it is. I mean, I think it's kind of obvious. I don't want to get into uh, things that might be construed as like being like sexist or whatever. But I think that women are very clearly better at certain things than men. And men are very clearly better at certain things than women. So sometimes in a relationship, sometimes the man's going to have to lead. And sometimes in a relationship, the woman's going to have to lead. I think that it would be great if both had the skill to do so, so that one person's not always feeling the stress of uh, leading, making a decision. Mm -hmm. um, like, hey, where do you want to go to eat? This is like a really simple <laughs> Tim Ferriss thing. Tim Ferriss is like, just make a fucking decision. Mm -hmm. yeah, That's what yeah. he says. He's just like, just... Just make it this, I don't know, where do you want to go? Don't do, don't throw it back out to the other person. Say, I'd love to go to Makuni tonight. That would be great. And then they're like, oh, I wasn't really thinking that. <laughs> Give them another suggestion. Uh -huh. You know, say, okay, maybe we'll go to Makuni some other day. How about we go here? You know, you give, you fire out something or how about we just uh, cook up some steaks here tonight? Yeah, yeah. You know, because sometimes you get that from women. They're like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> Did any yeah. other interesting quotes pop up from Rational Mail? Uh, let's see. There, there's I'm going to read the book now because I feel I, I need I need I want to get a really good understanding of what Rolo's putting forward. Yeah, uh, familiarity familiarity is anti-seductive. Nothing kills game, organic passion, and libido like comfortable familiarity. Familiarity. That's so, so fucking hard. To, it's spelled weird too. Say that second part again. Familiarity kills is anti-seductive. Nothing kills game, organic passion, and libido like comfortable familiarity. Weird, I can't pronounce words. Since I don't understand like the, the context, like I get what it's saying, but mm -hmm. I got some homework to do. I'm going to read that book, dive deeper into Give this. Give us stuff. the cliff notes. It looks yeah, like yeah. it's a big one. It's it's not actually a long book. It's it's a pretty short read. Okay, it's well, a pretty short read. I'll it, I'll read it. Yeah. It's got like one chapter. Nah, it's I I think it's maybe like. 150, 200 pages. So the context like that. of that, the only thing I can think of is that he must be referring to having different partners. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, cause if like there, you're not going to not be excited to 
do shit. I mean, unless mm-hmm. there's something else going on, but like yeah. you're, you're gonna, I mean, in my experience, I'm always excited about it, you know, every time, uh, it, mm-hmm. and it doesn't matter how familiar it is. It doesn't matter if we did the same, a couple of things, uh, X amount of nights in a row. I'm still excited about it. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter that we've been doing it for 20 plus years. I'm still mm-hmm. excited about it. Yeah. I do understand. Yes. Okay. If, if either one of us had someone different, that would be different. I, I get it. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. What, after the, uh, the porn addiction episode that we recorded, me and Seymour were talking and I was just like, I've had, I've, it was a show, but they were, I've seen this before. We're like, uh, dudes were clowning on another guy for like jerking off to a picture of his wife. And there's like, what are you doing? Like, that's disgusting. And it's like, like, I don't know. Like, why would you want to be in a relationship where like your significant other doesn't get you fired up? Like, I just, I don't understand that, you know? And like, yeah, that's why it kind of goes back to like, you know, like, okay, if you are into something, like just let them know, like make, Mm -hmm. make that the thing you're, make her the thing you're into. Yeah. You know, so that way you can be excited every single time. Cause yeah, should be, yeah, you should be attracted to the person. Yeah. And man, I'm, I'm the same way. Shit. If it can be the exact same thing a couple hours ago, like, let's go. Yeah. (laughs) Like, this is awesome. Yeah. Like, is today my birthday? What's going on here? Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I don't, I don't understand. I, I I understand the the familiarity part of it. <laughs> Good job, bro. <laughs> you invented it. <laughs> the, the thing is, though, is because it's spelled way different than I thought. Like I've been pronouncing it wrong my whole life. Familiarity. Yep, that's that's hard. the thing, that's dude. It's like difficult. I don't read often. <laughs> yeah. So when I see a word, I'm like, what, what in the, the fuck? fuck? I'm like, that's the way that's spelled. You kidding me? <laughs> Oh, I'm like, I would have never even gotten close, not even getting close enough to have the spell check work. That's when you know you're way off. Yeah. You're like, oh, shit. Like, like, how often have you heard somebody say supposedly? Oh, supposedly? Yeah. Supposedly. I've never heard Literally supposedly. all the Suppose- time it's yeah. used. It's supposedly. Wow. It's supposedly. I, I know. Wow. Supposedly it is. Supp- but I've heard supposedly. supposedly. Yeah, I've heard many versions of that word. <laughs> but yeah, suppose, supposedly, supposedly. Everyone always just lets it slide. They're like, yeah, yep. maybe yeah. I just let it just let it go. What about it? What about this checklist thing? I don't know about this checklist mm. thing. I don't know if you should have one. Did, did you have you ever had one, Andrew? About like, yeah, uh, yeah she's got to be pretty, above five five or whatever. So it was pretty know. pretty basic, <laughs> like yours. Go ahead, go but ahead. no, uh, because of the relationship that I had just got out of, like she just had to be happy. Like you know, she mm-hmm. had to be a little bit more upbeat. Couldn't be like a frowny face, grumpy gills all the time. Oh yeah, yeah. And then, but what ended up happening? Grumpy gills. Yeah. What ended up happening was that's pretty good. Well, because you know, like there's, you know, like the resting grumpy gills. Yeah, downer. Yeah, the you know the resting. I never heard that one. (laughs) Grumpy gills. What? Oh come on! You guys need to watch Finding Nemo. (laughs) That was good, brother. Yeah, that's a great movie, by the way. Yes, was she? When she goes to Nemo's dad, and she's like, "Oh, Mister Grumpy Gills." <laughs> so, did you just watch it recently with Aurelius? Uh, my when my when it came out, my nephew lived with me, uh-huh. so I watched it like thirty thousand times a day. Okay, okay. Uh, that was a big part of it, and then what I ended up falling in love with was just how gigantic her heart was. Like, mm. she's the nicest person anyone's ever going to meet. Like, she'll do anything for everyone, and I was just like, "Dude, like, how is this even po- like? You can't be real, like." It's wild. But yeah, yeah. Why are you so happy? Yeah. Why are you so nice? I don't get it. So it, it was just somebody had to be like happy, like, cause I wanted to enjoy life. So I wanted to find somebody that I could enjoy life with and she had to have a big butt. So they worked out. 
Hey. I would, <laughs> hey, yo. Hey. <laughs> I, I would also say that uh, it seems very common for women to like talk about like a check. I don't know if they're like, I don't know how serious they are about this like checklist, but uh-huh. they have a bunch of rules. Like they can't date Got, someone shorter than yep. them and uh, like all these different things. Mm-hmm. And I just, what, what I kind of wonder is like, are you maybe closing off i mean there's some things that are obvious like you don't want if you're 30 years old you don't want to date someone that's 80 i mean there's some certain things that are quite obvious you might want someone within your age range and and you might want somebody that has uh some common interests but i don't want to even wonder like if there's a reason to really even have one yeah well like i don't know if you notice when i mentioned my checklist thing it doesn't come. It doesn't come down to oh, she needs to be making this much money, and she needs to have this. Like it comes down to habits, because mm. I think the big thing that made me really realize that was the lack of good habits that I've seen in the person that I was right. with. So I'm like, you need to be into developing yourself. I think men and women want to be with someone that believes that they can become better. It's hot. It's attractive when someone's like getting after it and they're trying to be mm-hmm. better at something. I think it's great. Exactly. And having maybe something in your life that makes you feel some level of fulfillment because when you when you're dealing with somebody who you know that they don't find fulfillment in anything that they're, they're doing in life, some people turn to things like partying and drinking to feel something, right? But if you're doing something that gives you that level of you know, you, you're doing whatever it is, whether it's a type of sport, whether it's things that you do out in the community that brings you a level of fulfillment. That's, that's amazing. Right. Um, the things that you input, that's why I'm not saying like, she needs to be five, five, she needs to be this. Like, I obviously I want to be attracted to you. Right. But you know, the, the other thing of, um, making sure that the things that you pay attention to, right. If you can really gauge what somebody thinks like, by the things they watch, by the things that they're constantly doing, that can inform you on their thought processes. Because if someone is watching, you know, Ren and Stimpy twenty four seven, Ren and Stimpy twenty or or like like think about this. What I if mean, it's SpongeBob? It's a great show. <laughs> if, if you know, if someone's watching like a lot of, there's nothing wrong with trash reality TV. But if it's like. Uh, if they look up to people within a certain industry, let's say people in love and hip hop, et cetera, and they're all about like crazy lifestyles. There's a lot of toxicity within relationships within those lifestyles. And that's the thing that, that they like to pay attention to. You can, you'll probably see some of that. And the reason mm-hmm. that I have this, this specific mm-hmm. reference is because this is what I saw this is what I dealt with. So I'm like, hmm, your inputs really do have a bearing on the way you act. So that's, those are the mm-hmm. things that are on my checklist. And those are the things that I pay attention to. Your checklist makes a lot of sense. And mm-hmm. I actually think that you should post that because that's really interesting. <laughs> like maybe as a TikTok thing where you list it out because though that's not your typical checklist of like, oh, I want a girl with big tits and a big, you know. Yeah. <laughs> um, and a lot of times when you hear women uh, kind of like sizing up men it's they have kind of a list of like oh i want him to be this ethnicity i'd like for him to be this tall i'm not going to date anyone who's less than six feet tall and, yeah, yeah, yeah. and i want them to have you know this sort of job or whatever you're like holy fuck man how do you how, how did you how'd you end up getting this list it sounds really specific man uh-huh. you, maybe just get out there and get some uh, dates under your belt <laughs> <laughs> yeah no i like i think at the end of the day like uh, when it comes to attraction, everybody has the different things that they're attracted to. So 
I also think that as men, since we're so like visually stimulated, we do want to be someone we're attracted to, but don't put too much weight into how much you're attracted to somebody physically. Cause I made that mistake. Like, I stayed for a while, not just because of love, but also because I was extremely attracted to this individual. But just because there's a physical attraction there, that will not overshadow all the other issues that you have going on. And there are many people that out there that you can be physically attracted to. We see hot people all the time. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So, hey, just shit to think about. Yeah. When When I walk into the living room and, you know, Stephanie has her glasses on and she's reading a book. I'm like Jesus, I'm like calm down, woman. She's like, what? It's like you don't know what you're doing to me right now. Yeah, you know, it's like uh, she'll be reading some like you know motivational or self help book or something. Yeah, like, you're driving me crazy. Uh-huh. <laughs> and she's like, okay, hey, <laughs> it's awesome. Sitting there all cute, trying to pretend she doesn't know what she's doing. It's yeah. like, come on. I'm like, what do you what you do to your hair? And she's like, I just literally put it up in a bun. Like I don't, I didn't do anything. I'm like, you liar. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, uh, I remember uh, <clears throat> one of the girls in the gym uh, years ago. She was training with us, and she was very attractive. And uh, a couple of the guys were like, "Oh my god! Like, can you talk to her? Like, about like maybe <laughs> cover up? <laughs> they're like, maybe she can wear something different." And I'm like, "She's just like, and she was just wearing like a pair of like kind of normal shorts. It wasn't like short shorts. It wasn't anything." She had a I was like, "Yeah, she's kind of just wearing like." you know, normal shorts. And I'm like, I, there's nothing I can say to her, but just kind of kidding around one day. I was like, Hey, I was like, these guys can't concentrate on their workout. I was like, can you come in like a pair of sweatpants or something one day? So like a couple of days later, she comes in in sweatpants and she looks so cute. Everyone's like, Oh my God, this is even worse. <laughs> <laughs> and so like, she tried to wear like basketball shorts and all that <laughs> stuff. We're trying to like just yeah see how oh my god and uh, a couple of the guys in the gym are like it I, okay it just doesn't matter yeah. she's she just can't come to the gym I think that's all we got that's so funny. oh my god take us hey. on out of here Andrew. all right thank you everybody for checking out today's episode sincerely appreciate it please hit that like button and subscribe if you are not subscribed already uh, follow the podcast at Mark Bell's Power Project on Instagram at MB Power Project on TikTok and Twitter. My Instagram and Twitter is at I am Andrew Z at the Andrew Z on TikTok and Sima. What's up? And it's Sima Yin Yang on Instagram and YouTube and it's Sima Yin Yang on TikTok and Twitter. Mark at Mark Smelly Bell. Strength is never weakness. Weakness is never strength. Catch y'all later. Bye.